Hello, and welcome to another episode of Piecing the Parsha Together. This week is Parsha's Tazria, as well as Parsha's Achodesh. I would like to fall, focus on Parsha's Tazria. We concluded <clears throat> Parsha Shmini with the discussion of Tuma and Tahara, specifically as it relates to different animals. And at the beginning of Tazria, we talk about Tumas Leda, the impurity uh, experienced by a woman who gives birth. So Rashi, the first Rashi on the Parsha comments in the name of Rabbi Simlai, Kishem Shal Adam. The creation of man was Achar, Kol Behemachayavaof, after all the different animals and birds, Bemaisabracious in creation, Kach Torasso, this Parsha Achar Toras Behemachayavaof. Therefore, the laws about man. Will follow the laws of different animals and birds. The Ibn Ezra says that once we've finished discussing the laws of Tuma and Tahara, it relates to food. So then it says, Hiskir Tame Adam, it talks about the Tuma of mankind. It starts with the woman, even if man was created first. It talks about the woman who gives birth. He had lady, he tehila. Birth happens first. Talking about human beings, they're born. So these are two different approaches as to why um, the Tumas Leda discussion comes right now. But we know that Tazria Matsora, normally the, the primary focus of, of these two parshas is really on Saras. It's true that there are other Tumas. Tazria has Tumas Leda, Mitzar will have a few other Tumas at the end of the Parsha, but we think primarily of Tsaras. So, why does the Parsha of Tazria, which we're saying is going to largely focus on Tuma, uh, the Tuma of Tsaras, why, why, what's the connection between Tsaras, shall we say, and Leda? So, there is a, a Sforno that says, this is on the second Pusik of Parakir Gimel. He says, The idea of a person having saras on his skin is, If a person is not a tahor from Nida, maybe not careful from Nida, then he can have saras. So perhaps there's a a cause, a causal chain here between Saras and we're talking about a woman giving birth. When we talk about the Parsha of Saras, so there's a question as to what exactly Saras is. Many Mepharshim will tell you it's a spiritual disease. But again, it leaves us with the question of, of trying to understand it and trying to relate to it, especially if we don't have the rules of Tzaras applied to us today. So there is a Kli Yakar. In um, also Pasuk Beis. And he mentions that if you look at the Gemara in Erechen where it talks about Tzaras, that there are seven different reasons mentioned why Nigayim come to a person. 
and he mentions that there's a Medrash Rabbah in, in, in Vayikra, really in Parshas Mitzorah, but there it lists even ten. And as far as I could tell, many of them overlap. But he says, we don't see all of those things in the Parsha. So he ends by saying, this first paragraph, but Anu, us, we can't deal with things that are hidden from the Parsha. Only the things that are revealed clearly. So he says, looking in the Parsha, you see a remez, the Parshios Elu al Shloshizvar. There are three different things alluded to, three different causes of Tsaras. So he says the first one is Lashon Hara, that is obviously the one that everybody associates with Saras, and he says, you see that alluded to with the with the birds that are brought as a korban. Because it says the person uh, chirped and chattered. The second one he mentions is Gasvos Ruach, as being arrogant. And he says that, again, in the purification process of the Mitzorah, he brings an Eitz Erez, which is a, a cedar tree, is very tall, very big, majestic, and Ezov is hyssop is low. And then the third one mentioned is Saras Ayan being stingy. And he mentions that is the, the question of the house, uh, the, the Tsaras on the on the bias, which is also Parshish Mitzorah, that they they clean everything out and his his stinginess is is, is on full display. And and the Kliyaka will 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 you know extend this through different parts of the discussion of Tsaras. But I think that perhaps we can add a little bit onto the Kliyakar and trying to assess perhaps a different reason why um you know the, the the thing of tsaras is is the departure of tsaras is preceded by leda. So the obvious thing is already mentioned is the sforno. Uh, the sforno's thing about about nida is is mentioned also in a medrashan huma. Um, the gemara in erchan mentions gilu arias as one of the causes. I don't know if it's exactly the same to say gilu arias is someone who's not careful on nida, and the medrash. Tanhuma, which talks about it, doesn't mention it the same way. It doesn't talk about the different causes. It's based on a pusik that don't don't bring yourself to you know as a cause of sin and and um, the, the, the straightforward reading of it would be this question of, of, of speech. It says on your mouth and and then it says it could also have something to do with with a person who's who's not careful with the laws of nida and uh, and and lives with his wife while she's in nida. So that is exactly the same thing as Gilead Rias not, I'm not sure, but obviously we've already mentioned that. But I think that there's one other idea which could be mentioned to sort of extend out the discussion of, of Tazria and Saras. So if we go back to the first Rashi, so the Rashi just says, you know, what's the what's the connection of Tsaras, the last parsha? It has to do with the order of creation. There's a Sifse Chachamim 
which mentions the the question of okay so wh why is man created last right you you've you've sort of you know answered the question of of why his discussion of man's tuma comes last but why was man created last so the gemara this quoted by the sifse chamim gemara in sanhedrin daf lamed chas bimnei man ivra adam be'er shabbos this idea that maybe the man is, is put last. If a man was put first, people would think that he was in some way, shape, or form a partner with uh, creation. Another possibility, if he gets uh, haughty, they say to him, fly a gnat uh, came before you. So you you see in, in creation of man there's one idea that he's he's so so important, so prominent that um there was concern that people would have thought he helped create the world. But on, on the other side of it, if man gets too haughty, we have to remind him that the gnat preceded him in creation. And again, the the comments of the Kliakar about Gasos Ruach, the idea of arrogance. So we see that played out here. When we talk about uh, Tumas Leda, you could say we talk about the birth of a child, mentions Brismila. So at the beginning of a person's uh, existence in the world, there is a lesson here. The lesson is recognize that in some ways you could say the world is created for you. And if you're Zoha, that is, in fact, the truth. You are the pinnacle of creation. You merit to be the pinnacle of creation. But if not, if you let it go to your head, well, then you should realize that even the fly came before you in creation. And you could say that if a person fails to internalize this message right away, then they run the risk of being stricken you know, with saras at a later point in time. In their lives. The, so, the obvious message leading into Nisan, leading into the beginning of the Jewish people as an independent nation, eventually getting freed from Mitzrayim, you could say that they're also they're sort of the chosen, chosen nation, and they're capable of accomplishing and achieving great heights. But if we fail, you know, then we you know, we we let that go to our heads. So we might end up not being so great, and we might end up, among other things, having to deal with the punishment of Taras. So with that, I wish everyone wonderful Shabbos. Thank you all for listening. I hope to see you again next time.